Welcome to the Humanise the Numbers podcast series. Leaders, managers and owners of ambitious accounting firms sharing insights, successes and issues that will challenge you and connect you and your firm to the ways and means of transforming your firm's results. I trained with Disney and I went and I was a cultural, what they call a cultural representative um, for the UK. Mm -hmm. I worked in the Rose and Crown at Epcot as a waitress. So it's a very fancy title for going and doing waitressing. How do you grow an accounting firm from zero to a million in 10 years and then set about growing the one million pound turnover firm that you've now got into a two million pound turnover firm in the next five years or less? Well, According to Sean Kelly, what you do and what she has done is put client experience, client care, front and central in everything this firm does. And every improvement that this firm makes is towards improving that client care. Hi, um, I'm Sean Kelly, the founder and director of Inform Accounting. Uh, we're based in Sutton Coalfield. Um, we have 22 staff now, I think. Uh, losing count because we've took on quite a few during lockdown Um, I set up Inform Accounting probably about 10 years ago from scratch with just me um, and we've grown from there Uh, we've just hit a million turnover which is great news I'm delighted it was a goal I set probably after about two years of setting up and thought I'd never reach so I need a new objective now I think I've got one Um, little bit about me personally um I've got three children. When I did set up Inform, I had two of them for sort of very, very young. There's only 16 months between them. So I basically had two babies in the house as well right. as a, a four-year-old at the time. Um, so it was very hard work. Uh, obviously got a husband and we've now got a lockdown dog living with us as well. So we've expanded to a family of six and have a very exciting name of Marley for the dog. We were very original there because we couldn't agree. Oh, right. Um, After yeah. Bob, is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it after Bob Marley or is it after something else? No, no, no. 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 Have you not seen the film Marley and Me? Uh, I haven't. I'm sorry to uh, uh, admit that, but is it is it worth watching? Yes, it's very good. Jennifer Aniston film, and is it Owen Wilson? Yeah, kids right. love it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, kids love it. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's a bit about me personally, and Brilliant. sort of I, I set up form basically because redundancy was on the table when I went back after maternity leave, and with the children being small, I had the bright idea of setting up my own business. Um, Having come from an industry background, never worked in practice at all and no clue how to do a tax return or a set of stat accounts, I thought I was going to be a consultant and do management accounts for small businesses. So went in there thinking I'd get five or six contracts that were going to pay me 10 grand or so a year as a starter and build from there. Um, probably quite quickly realised that was achievable but it was going to be quite hard work to find them Mm. I was going to be out the house a lot more than I wanted to be you were going to be at people's beck and call if you were sort of their external FD working on a part-time basis on chunkier contracts Um, and most small businesses actually want everything in one place was what I quickly worked out and Part of my background in industry had been working in shared service centres, so I'd seen sort of that shared functionality Mm -hmm. and fully outsourced offering. And I quite quickly got to the point, well, we can do the bookkeeping and the VAT returns. I can work out how to do that. But I think we need to do the stat accounts and tax as well. I was like, oh, dear, (laughs) that that will pose me a problem. (laughs) Right. 
popped myself on a few courses learned yep. payroll so I knew the basics but what I quickly found was a little group of subcontractors who could support me on the areas I didn't really know yeah um and it sort of grew from there got my first employee fairly quickly um actually I, I was in um quite early on I got offered a partnership at a firm of IFAs which I did join and the first two years of inform were actually under a different banner with them Mm. um I think as we got approached the two-year mark and it was starting to take off what I could see was I think it had been a comfort blanket thing for me going in when I was offered that with somebody else and I realised I actually didn't need to do that and it was probably going to be quite restrictive in the long run. Mm. So as with a lot of partnership stories and what I quite often tell people entering a partnership now, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you've yeah. got the um, the scarves and the T-shirts in the cupboard, Sean? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was fine. And we, 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 we parted ways and that's when Inform was truly, truly launched. Right. And basically all the clients came with me that we'd got. So I'd got a bit of a foundation there and I'd got my first um, two employees. One had only just started and had left his one job and was thinking, oh, sugar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I bet, yeah. I'd better go with Sean. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and, and he took a chance on me and he's still with us today and he's a fabulous employee. He's very loyal to um, have a great relationship with. Um, in fact, my first two employees are still with me. Both right. of them are there. Is the firm um, solely owned by you, Sean? Yeah, solely, 100%, mate. Well, I've bought a husband in now. In fact, oh. that, that, that's another thing that's just changed. He's just actually handed in his notice at his job. All right. And he's joining the firm and coming because he's got an IT background. Right. We've grown to quite a reasonable size now. Mm. We've got a need for further... I'm really into systems and processes and everything working slickly for the yeah. client's smooth experience. Right. So because he's got an IT and, and works closely with project managers, we're hoping that he's not going to get sucked into the accounting at all. He's not going to get dragged off into the running of the business, which happens to me, so mm. I don't get to focus as much as I'd like to on the processes. Mm. So he can, And we've got someone in-house who's one of our trainee accountants who's really quite talented in that area. Mm. But he needs a bit of support and guidance and help. Um, so they're going to work together on helping us grow and improving the systems and help us with a couple of acquisitions that we want to do later in the year. Yeah, brilliant. So, so one of the challenges, uh, and it's, uh, Sean, big, big fan, how can you not run a business without decent systems and processes? So you know, mm -hmm. it's a prerequisite, isn't it, for successful business? However, one of the downsides or possible challenges attached to a system's focus is it dehumanises what's going on in the business for the team and it dehumanises how it works for the clients. How, how, are you, how do you overcome that with your system's focus? Um, yes, it does, but it depends how you do it, doesn't it? Because um, it's more for our internal systems and our side of things and making things slick and smooth for clients in terms of not asking for them for the same information twice it's more around the actual underlying processes because first and foremost the most important thing is um contact and account management and contact with the customers um it's really really important to have dedicated account managers and that relationship there with clients mm. um customer services are sort of at the forefront of everything we do i Part of what I did when I was younger, after I graduated from university, I trained with Disney 
and I mm-hmm. went and I was yeah, a cultural, what they call a cultural representative um, for the UK. Mm-hmm. I worked in the Rosen Crown at Epcot as a waitress. So it's a very fancy title for going and doing waitressing. At Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had an amazing experience. I earned a lot of money in tips. So it taught me some sales skills, all that, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. The, the first thing they got us to do when we arrived in America was you were literally sent on a two week long intensive sort of cultural representative program where they taught you about customer service, dealing with customers and skills. And I'll never forget they had a statue of Snow White stood there with the arms folded and saying, how does that make you feel if you're stood at the podium sort of waiting for someone to come up and book a table? And they taught you a lot about body language and basics. Right. And I'm not like sort of I'm not a massive reader of books anymore. I don't have time. And, you know, I, I, just, I might get into that when the children grow up a bit. I used mm. to read a lot then. I didn't. But these sort of things stick in your mind. I'm not a massive follower of this, but anything to do with customer service always resonates with me. And it's very, very important because if Disney can build a successful a company like that all based on strong customer service hmm. i've always had it as sort of part of the ethos behind what we do right. and i try and make that very clear to the team we talk a lot about customer experience and if things go wrong in the firm as they sometimes will you know it's inevitable nobody's yeah. got a perfect firm where yeah. nobody's going to make a mistake yeah mistakes happen things go wrong it's about having a strong relationship with the client so that actually when you talk about what's gone wrong and fix it, it it's not a build-up of ongoing issues or mm. anything like that. Um, to try and think what else. I'm... No, no, no. But if, I, yeah. if I can just pick up on, so it sounds as though what you're saying is inform accountancy uh, is inform is a uh, customer care business that happens to be an accountancy firm as opposed to an accountancy firm who's in the business of customer care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then what KPIs do you track and measure around the customer experience? Well, see, we're just working on this at the moment, a right. whole suite of KPIs and reporting pack, and it's part of what Andrew's going to be doing as part of his new role. The Brilliant. Trainee, I mentioned, yeah. Um, but we're doing a number of customer surveys a year. We're not doing tons, hmm. but we're calling around a few um, set number of questions asking for sort of feedback on services, how we operate. We're not KPI. The trouble is there's too many things to track on KPIs. We're growing quite rapidly and I don't want tons. Yes, you don't want to overload it. Yeah, don't want to overload it. So very loosely, like a number of complaints I track. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but I tend to know about any complaints anyway. But if we're getting a lot at all which is rare yeah <laughs> they'll be addressed we have a twice weekly team meeting for that right we're, do- we're doing some surveys a year but around the customer care that's probably it i mean another initiative we've got come on board recently is we lost a sole trader recently hmm. and th- this is just a very simple short story but um He'd asked us to do his March year-end accounts. And the next thing we know, I've got an email from one of the team, Kath, saying, oh, I've just had this off Alex to say he's leaving. Um, I said I'd get his accounts done within a week of him sending them to me, so I'm not sure what's wrong. Hmm. So it was like, okay, 
let's give him a call you like if you talk to people you mm. get a nice so gave him a call found out he's based in bristol mm. um he said we've been absolutely brilliant through covid lots of correspondence communication really like that but he was a sole trade business a lot more of it was biased towards limited companies and things that didn't really relate to him and he wanted a firm that was sort of local and around the corner and who he could sort of just go in and see yeah. so it was the good news there was one of the staff wanted to understand what she'd done wrong. She didn't pick up the phone and ask. I did. Right. We got some positive feedback around what we've been doing. But what I learned off that is he wanted perhaps a few more touch points with us through the year. What we'd potentially lost there was a client that was about to turn into a limited company as well. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't spoke to him often enough during the year right. to identify that. Now, with our limited company clients, we speak to them all the time. Uh, Sorry, no, you're not. No, no one speaks to their clients all the time. Okay. What does that so, mean? Yeah, let me define. Yeah. So th there's different gradings. If they're a fully outsourced firm yeah. who are potentially on either daily or weekly bookkeeping, yeah. they've got constant contact with their account manager or main point of contact with queries coming through. Um, and if they're having regular management accounts, there's regular contact going on there and they to be honest where we do everything for a client are my absolute favorite sort of clients to win yeah they're bigger clients they're more exciting for the staff to look after and you've got a sticky relationship with them because you're talking to them all the time yeah so, yeah. so there's a, a weekly en engagement yeah. piece there's a yeah. monthly yeah. phone call minimum there's there's plenty yeah. going on yeah 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 and you know if they're not happy because they'll tell you because you're talking to them regularly yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're so much more sticky yes then you tend to have your smaller limited companies where we maybe do the quarterly VAT so you've got a quarterly touch point with them um or it might then you've got limited companies where you just do a set of accounts once a year and this group and the sole traders are the ones we identified as actually really for all the will in the world we the account managers can't be phoning around all these several times a year it's mm. quite difficult with workload and stuff um but what we have got in place is a business development manager who's there to get new business which is quite difficult at the moment because you can't go out and network so he'll just get the regular leads that come in off the website mm. um but he's there to also relationship manage onboarding of new clients but we're getting him calling around now all the people that we don't talk to so often just to at least touch base and um check in with people and see what's happening in their business because there was an opportunity there to upsell to a small limited company that could grow into a large limited company one day that we missed right yeah so is, is your, your, your business development person um an accountant or non -accountant? no no non-accountant all right so you've got someone in the sales role within the firm who's not an accountant and you've yeah. morphed their role slightly because of the circumstances we've been in uh, uh, during 2021 yeah well they're doing a bit, of a, bit of a yeah mixed role yeah. really yeah cool yeah. um interesting that um you've got a non-accountant who sells accountancy services you know some accountants suggest well that's never going to work is it um it, it does and it doesn't so two two schools of thought small clients this is an ex-bank person by the way so they've got an understanding of finance yeah, yeah. so but i don't see that that necessarily matters because somebody can learn the, mm -hmm. the basic finance process so i think for the smaller size of businesses 
that works and for initial fact finding and stuff yeah wherever we've got a larger prospect um i'll tend to deal with that or it needs to be somebody senior right it might be that the business relationship person sets up the initial meetings and has an initial conversation yeah. but i'll certainly be involved from quite an early stage yeah. because fundamentally nobody is going to have the set i mean the senior staff perhaps but nobody's going to quite have the same passion about my business as i do yes and be quite as enthusiastic so, so mm. it is a bit of a tricky one as we've got bigger because mm. i can i cannot physically deal with every new inquiry well let's go let's let's pursue yeah. that then because you said yeah. earlier that uh, you had a goal of hitting a million uh, which you didn't think to do and you now yeah. have one now you've got a new goal what's the new goal <laughs> well, we, we we got really excited with this one. I was sat, sat with um, a group of accountants I meet with quarterly a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I haven't got a goal now. I've done it. I right. don't I don't know what my goal is. So I was really creative, and I'm like two million within five years. <laughs> right. Okay. So it, yeah. it, it took you ten to get to one. Now you want mm. to do the next additional million in half the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's yeah. There's an elegance to that, isn't there? Yeah, and I think you've got to be really careful as you grow mm. with customer service levels. Yeah. Because what, what I learned very, very early on is that you grow too quickly, customer mm. service levels slip, and you'll end up firefighting and sort of putting out fires rather than focusing on the growth and getting that right. Yeah, so the you... reputational damage there as well, isn't the shark? Exactly, and I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, yeah. Are, you are coming across as a bit of yeah. a control freak, I've got to say. <laughs> God, sorry. Well, no, that's, but you know, but it sounds like you 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 want the control because of the passion about the customer care. Yeah, because I, I want yeah. it to be right. It's my name. It's well, it's it's not because I've not gone down that sort of traditional yeah, yeah, route of yeah. Sean Kelly Accounting. Although you would laugh if you look back on Company's House. Once upon a time, it did say SK Accounting. Thanks, Hey, it's, uh, but I, I'm the same as you. I didn't, yeah. this, you know, remarkable yeah. practice has got a, a yeah. corporate. It's a corporate. It's not just Paul. Mm. It's not just Sean. I get that. Yeah, I get that. So right. So two million in five. So mm. um, two million in five years. So in five years' time, you, you double the size you are now in terms of uh, fees, maybe team, depending on how you engineer it. We won't double in size. Of oh, okay, team. let's go there. Yeah. Then. Right. Mm. Why not? Why? Because a lot of the getting to a million and a lot of the pain of getting to a million is, you know, you have all your growth peaks and troughs yes. is taking on those senior staff that you need and maybe that sales role. Yes. And, you know, when you first start off, you don't have an admin person, for instance. There's mm. all those roles that mm. you need as a growing business. And I've got all the key roles in now. Right. So really what we're going to need to get to the two million point, we might need another senior manager, but I hope to promote from within, to be quite honest with those. Because yeah. yeah. I've had a lot of people start as graduates and work their way up and through. So I'm yes. very keen on growing your own as well. Um, sorry, I lost track. Yeah, so won't need so many people because we've. It, it's the way it's structured. The foundations are already there. Right. We'll just need to add in probably additional pods and maybe heads into what we call at the moment it's 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 kind of the bookkeeping and processing team but it's, it's not really bookkeeping with all the technology we've got nowadays it's a bit more like data integrity yeah checking and pushing stuff through so yeah. we'll probably need one or two heads in there and right. then another little pod to get there but it's not like a doubling in structure scenario now so have you worked out any have you worked out how many people you'll need according to what you it sounds as though you've you've got a reasonably clear picture as to the way the business is structured when you're turning over to two million yeah 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 i've always i always plan ahead i've always got like my 
like little plan for the next few years. So. Or big plan, depending on because everything's relative. Yeah. 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 How many um, people? Uh, I think there's going to be an, between six and eight more people to get to now, that. Up, up to uh, around 30 people. Yeah. Turning over 20, 20 million. Two million. Yeah. Two million. Yeah. <laughs> 20 million would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Some of my existing team are part time as well. Some of them are sort of on job shares or part time. So. Yeah. We set, probably sound quite heavy on numbers, but well, that, that's where I was going because you do yeah. sound heavy on numbers. Yeah, no, that there, there, there's quite a few part timers in there. Or so how, how many full time equivalents have you got within the twenty two? Then, Charter, I don't know. I'd need to work it out. But there's well, how many part timers good... have you got? Ooh, probably nine. Nine part timers. Yeah, yeah. So would that make up to say four, five full time roles or six? Do you think? Five. Five. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so twenty nine. So twenty. Two less nine plus five, yes. So um, um, eighteen. So mm -hmm. we've got a million turnover with eighteen full-time employees. Mm -hmm. But we do a lot of bookkeeping as well because we do everything. So that's the other thing in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the reason I quiz in that space because it's one of the conversations I have with a lot of firms is uh, just establishing what the fees per full-time employee equivalent is, and and looking at that now and then with a million and 18 people and then you look at two million with 30 people has the shift in terms of fees per full-time employee is it ambitious enough Sean? that's the um the question yeah it, uh, oh no, no i'm right i'm hot on this <laughs> Go on. so uh, i couldn't tell you i haven't worked out per employee but i'm always looking bottom line sort of percentage so for million turnover yeah. Um, so I should be telling everyone this, but at, at a million, and I'd like this to have been a little bit higher, but I, it is where it is for a reason because I've took on quite a few new heads in the last year to get yeah. ready. Building capacity. Growing, yeah. yeah. So we've got a 25% profit on that. Net. Before corp tax. Before yeah. corp tax, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So on the million, we've got 25% profit. Yeah. Um, when we get to 1.5 million, we're going to have, uh, at the 1.5 million, I'm hoping to have 500,000 of profit at that point, possibly 600,000. Right, so a minimum of 33%, yeah. Yeah, so I, I know I'm not at the 33%, which is yeah. the traditional model. Yeah, third or third, third, yeah. Yeah, we do quite a lot of bookkeeping, and I'm also in growth mode. There's yeah. reasons why we are where we are. Yes, yeah, and that's that's a great answer. Yeah. But sometimes that gets lost. It's the, it's part of that question. What what comes first, Sean? Growth or capacity? Well, yeah, and yeah. What do you mean by growth or capacity? First? Well, it's you know, say um, it's the way you've described your team now is you've got the capacity for growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You've invested in the future, so you, yeah. you, you, your answer by what you've said already is, oh, capacity comes before growth. You can't have growth if you're full. You haven't got yeah. any space or time to do any work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what, what comes first? Absolutely. Right. We're, yeah. we're always overstaffed, ready, because we automatically take on new clients. It's not what I found as we get bigger as well. We're getting more referrals from existing clients. That's a massive source of new business for us. Mm. Uh, clients setting up new businesses or referring people in. The growth there is huge as you grow if you're getting things right. If the, um, if the customer care is right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which is why it's so important. Why I probably come across as a complete control freak. 
But it's working and, you know, as a business, if I wanted to stay at a million, Mm. I could probably trim things down and get stuff super, super efficient. Mm. And I reckon I could probably make 350, 400 profit if if that was where I wanted to stay. But it's not what I'm trying to achieve for the long term. Yes. So So what's behind... What's the reasoning behind seeking the growth that you've uh, you, you're after, Sean? What, what, why, why you? Why do you want to go from one to two? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm I'm some kind of weird maniac, but no. <laughs> um, I don't know because um, well, I found I can do it. I find it's exciting to be honest. It's oh, cool. nice to have a challenge, but you know, there's other things I want to. I've got a good team and I've got some really strong people in there who I don't want to lose who've joined me from either school or university. Mm. I need room for them to move up. That's part of my motivation. I want to keep good people and grow them. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying it at the moment. I'm not finding it really stressful or anything. You know, it has its moments. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. But I enjoy it. Um, I've got three children. Uh, they have no idea what they want to do for a living yet. The, the middle one's quite keen on being an accountant. She does make me chuckle. I right. um, <laughs> think she's spotted an opportunity. The, the older one's a bit like, mm, not sure. Yeah. So who knows what the kids will want to do. Um, right. But, but I, I really want sort of room for growth for the existing employees I've got who are doing yeah. well. Yeah. I, I find that really quite rewarding and I like it. No, no, yeah. t- and and it'll it'll earn me more money and stability as we grow you know that's you know at the end of the day that's also there yeah 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 Yeah. but if it's Mm. you know like the challenge it is exciting want to build Mm. a place that you know people can grow in because that gives you a buzz um and and clearly there's a that enjoyment piece is uh plain as the uh, nose on our faces as 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 the saying goes (laughs) um so how what what are your plans to make the business less reliant on Sean as you go from the journey from one to two million? Um, it's never been hugely reliant on me. It was always set up that way. Like I said, I can't do stat accounts and tax, so I don't yeah. get sucked into that. Right. I get sucked into day to day issues and coordinating staff and bedding in new employees because I want to be and I'm always wanting to understand what to do with structure. Yeah, but ultimately if I wasn't here it would tick along it probably wouldn't grow as quickly because I do very much do all the strategic piece Mm. um and take control of the marketing and the direction of the firm Mm. um I've got some strong people underneath me who've been with us a long time now who could potentially do that longer term but they're still quite young Mm -hmm. um but I mean my goal we talked briefly before we were on air um you know, I've got a house in Florida. Unfortunately, I cannot go there at the moment and I haven't seen it very much. Yeah. I think I've I've owned it for less time than I've been able to go to it overall yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my goals were to spend the six weeks summer holidays every year in America, for instance. And, right. you know, when I was first setting up, it was very much I work school hours. Now that's changed over the last year because I haven't been having to do school runs and drop-offs as much. Yeah. But it's very much around I want to get back to working school hours and having holidays whenever I like. And that's always been at the core. It's part of why I chose to set up it. I probably skipped that at the beginning in the intros. It's part of my motivation around setting up my own business was to have time with the children. Mm -hmm. Because whilst it probably sounds like I just live and breathe in form, I actually live and breathe my family as well. That's really important to me. Yeah. And it's why I do this sort of yeah. thing, if that makes sense. You know, it, it, it makes absolute sense because yeah. that's how I, I set yeah. the remarkable practice yeah. to have all the school holidays off, which is what we've yeah, done. Yeah. 
Well, right. that's part of why Adrian's joining the business now. As well as he's got skills that can help us, mm. it was like, well, actually, you get four or five weeks of holiday a year as an employee. Mm. Like, the business is in a position now where you can come and join it and mm. we can go away whenever we like. Right. Yeah. So, so, the, um, so we talk about earlier in the uh, conversation, client care, client experience. Uh, what you're now saying is that client care, that client experience doesn't revolve around Sean, it revolves around the people in the firm so they're they're managing the client relationships by the sounds of it um how how do you ensure that um that works in terms of retaining capital value because if you build client relationships around a good client manager the good client manager can go and walk and set their own business up yeah they can uh we in fact i have had one person do that early on right they were with us for a short time and they went and set their own business up um they didn't take any clients um whether I was lucky who who, who knows mm-hmm. um you know I I have good relationships with all my staff um mm. it's a real team environment so you know you, you can only I, I don't think you can legislate against that but what I like to think is Inform actually as a firm has got a reputation part of the reason we've got to the size we are and the part of the reason a lot of the clients use us now is because they like having a firm where it's nice, friendly feel, good relationship management. They've got a mix of people. And if they go off and work with someone who's setting up as a one-man band, they're not getting all the benefits of all the services we can offer. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't worry about that, to be quite honest. <laughs> it, it's not something I'd lose sleep about, and that may mm. be at my peril in the future. I don't know. But I think you can spend your time worrying about things. And well, I think-, I think we're strong enough as a brand and as a firm. And, and isn't it also, Sean, about the um, the culture you create that helps you keep the right people? Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And also, I think if someone does want to go off and set up on their own and that's their aspiration, you're not going to stop them. But what I have learned is, I think in my head, I thought anyone can set up a business. Mm. And what I've learned over 10 years is it absolutely doesn't suit every character. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you can see it in your client base when you look at it. You've got some businesses there. I mean, I'll refer to the e-myth. I read this very early on and yeah, I always well knew. I wasn't gonna, yeah, 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 I, I, I wasn't going to be a technician. And I wasn't going to be a manager either. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I am kind of a manager. I do, I do manage, but sure. I like doing all the airy fairy stuff. You know, the the bit that uh, the entrepreneur bit. <laughs> yeah. But I think not everyone has got that skill set, and some people will go off and set up their own business, but they'll have just set themselves up with a job they can't I get away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And absolutely. yeah. No, no, great, great response. So uh, yeah. the, the risk is relatively low. And mm. if they're going to do that, they're going to do that. There's nothing you can do about You're it. You're not going to stop them. So, you know. Um, so, so where I'm trying to get to with the question though, as well, is um, how do you process Matt? How do you set processes and systems up? To go back to your systems point earlier, and I okay, didn't yeah. that you've read Gerber. Um, how yeah. do you set the processes and systems up to ensure you achieve the client care that you are so obviously passionate about? Um, well, so if we're setting up a new system, we'll also do, always do like. In the office, we've got a whole wall of like stick on whiteboards. So it's a great big, huge wall. Right. Uh, we basically do traditional process mapping because I came from industry. Yeah. I was very much taught to do this. And I worked on a lot of projects. So it was probably inbuilt in me and I'm used to working in teams to do it. So you'll map out what you've got now. 
mm-hmm. we'll have a good look at where our problems are and why we're looking at the process because generally if we're reviewing a process it's because yeah, it's I feel it's an area yeah <laughs> that, that I'm feeling a few little pain points on for some reason or another yeah it's that like gut feel thing yeah um so we'll map out what we've got we'll have identified a relevant project team and we'll go from right that's what we've got this is where we want to get to and we'll then try and fill in the gap in the middle of how to get from A to Z sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm. And fundamentally at the core of that, it is always about the client experience. Um, I mean, we're reviewing sort of payroll at the moment um, because we've had a couple of new staff come into it. We're restructuring the team from September um payroll guru is moving out of the team still going to be in the business but mm-hmm. starting their acca exams and needs to get accounting experience and unfortunately it got delayed because of furlough by having to stay on payroll yeah but that's an area i feel need to focus ready for their exit right um and what we've identified mm. is we use Brightpay software for instance on the payroll if you're yeah. on zero payroll but um we're not using and this is inherent it will happen in firms because we've sort of grown over 10 years Mm. when we put brightpay in we were using it to the best of its functionality we added in brightpay cloud which people are familiar with it uh, brightpay connect sorry we'll know about but we didn't use some of the bits in the middle we haven't got the journals working as well as we could we're maybe not using the dashboards as well as we could and when you start to look at what you're doing now Mm. And you speak to the software provider and have a look, right, where do we want to get to? We want to get lots of efficiencies. Let's watch the latest video where they demo it to their new prospects. And actually, I'm like, hmm, don't think we've caught up with the changes in the software here. Right. (laughs) And we'll put the fixes in. um, But you have to get around to each of those one by one. Um, There's another one, like we use PI for our practice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it works really well, but there's been a lot of development to PI. I'm aware it's been there over the last couple of years, but we've had other priorities. Yeah, with an acquisition coming on and the latest developments with new proposal editor changes and stuff, we need to get up to speed with making sure we're using that as effectively as we can. And that's another project that we'll be yeah. looking at. You know, there's all this continually because yeah, we're yeah, using yeah. cloud. Yeah, there's forever developments to do, so we've yeah. got ongoing yeah. projects. It, it is all underneath about customer experience and making sure they're getting the right impression of us when they join Brilliant. the pi project and yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it, you know, there's all so there's that 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 uh, constant improvement the kaizen, yeah, kaizen yeah. approach that the japanese would name it um yeah. how, how do you avoid initiative overload sean too many too many things changing too too, too fast because that can well, uh, that can yeah. work people out can't it uh, yeah, it can, but they're, they're in project teams on this sort of thing, and we can't do everything at once, so we'll have a couple going at a time. I mean, you know, the other thing we've got coming at us is that digital links has just happened, and we're working um, still on rolling out bits and pieces on that on some of the bigger clients, but, you know, you've got MTD coming. Yeah. They're must-dos because you're driven by timelines by HMRC. The other yeah, ones yeah. will we'll fit in as and when we can. Right. And I've got to judge that. And sometimes you'll start a project and it'll get delayed because yeah. something more urgent comes up. Yeah. But we're using like Trello boards to map out what projects we've got on, what's in the pipeline and what stages we're at and stuff. Right. So within those within the Trello boards, it's a great product, Trello. Um, mm. how, many, how many live project developments have you got going then at the moment? Ooh, I don't, I, I'm not sure. How, the, the, the two big projects we've got on... We've got a little mini self-assessment project for chasing all the self-assessments and getting that more slick this year. Right. Um, 
that we're about to have the acquisition project, which is why I've prioritised the PI one at the moment, because right, we're going to yeah. have to bring on a number of new clients. So it's a bit like onboarding them from scratch. Yeah. yeah. So that's made that more urgent. Yeah, bubble to the top. Yeah. So, so there's three big ones on at the moment. Right. But there's lots of little ones waiting or bigger ones in the queue on yeah. the card, which and they're labelled as urgent, mm. medium term, long term projects. Yeah. yeah. So because otherwise we, we used to have lots of ideas on projects that get forgotten yeah. and then they'd resurface because something would crop and up. The problem crops up again later. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah At least we've got all the materials to do with each one all stored in the right place now when we get to it as we Brilliant. gather. Brilliant. Yeah. So I love that because what, what you're saying is, uh, yes, we're going to do this, but not yet. Yes, we're going to do that, but not yet, because we've got to get this one. Yeah. Done first, and you've got to prioritise it, otherwise you don't finish them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. I learned. And, and there's only so much bandwidth any human or any team have got, and therefore you uh, doesn't mean to say you ignore yeah. something, but you do park it for another time. Yeah. Um, one of one of the uh, one of the pieces that we've seen proved to be extremely valuable for um, all sizes of firms is this. Right, what's we've got? There's four quarters in a year. What's the big strategic move forward, step forward this quarter that we're going to achieve without with a without fail approach? And it sounds as though you're sort mm. of in that space, albeit you've got three without fails as opposed to yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might just get slightly stretched on their line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we're, yeah. We're, we're a bit pedantic about that word priorities. Yeah. Because that's an, in a, I don't know if you can get an oxymoron in one word, but priorities is plural. When the you know the derivation of priority is there's one, there's one main thing yeah. without yeah, fail. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds as though probably the acquisitions the without fail project really isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So what um, what do you think is Inform Accounting's number one challenge? as you move your firm in the next five years to two million what's what's the is I mean, you might say it's not one paul it's two or three that's fine but i'm just wondering what what what, what have you identified as being the uh, the thing that could trip you up the most um, i'm not sure there's any big thing that's going to trip us up we've got to maintain customer service levels which means right. we've got to maintain having the right staff on board hmm. I suppose I'm taking a leap of faith because one of the practices I'm buying uh, is going to come with a few staff. Yeah. Hopefully they're good. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I, I assume they are. <laughs> Have you met <laughs> you them? Know? Not yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but that that's down to training and management and it'll be fine. I'm, I'm not too phased. If, if we have our setup right on our side, yeah. all the things set up so the jobs are all there and we can't miss anything, we can manage it properly and workflow it. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose it is, I don't know, it, it, we're, we're just growing now and we're at a different level to where we are, are where it's a different type of growth. Cause mm. We're just, yeah, MTD's coming. That's going to be a little bit of a challenge having to do everything quarterly, but mm. I'm already thinking about that and... Yeah. I think where I've got to after watching a couple of webinars, because there started being webinars on it recently, is that actually instead of just having everything in at the end of the year on the tax return clients and the rentals and that, it's going to force it to be in more frequently. So it's actually going to help us in that it will increase workload a bit because you've got to chase for stuff more and we we'll want to get some of those onto software where they've come from the acquisitions and stuff. Yeah. But um, 
it's going to help us because it's going to spread out the lumpy workload at the end of the year hopefully yeah um, it makes for a more efficient firm if you are spreading it out rather than you having spikes of work yeah. and spikes of non-work yeah so I think so long as you've prepared and you've thought about stuff and you've got a plan and something that will work I'm mm. I'm not too phased you know the biggest challenge for me I think as we've grown up from like nothing to where we are now is when you recruit externally getting people who are the right fit for the business yeah and that has been a challenge i've had some real successes and yeah. some failures some right home dingers yes yeah and not everyone like because the trouble is people come and think they're moving to an accounting practice from mm. an accounting practice and we're very different yeah and we don't operate like a traditional uh, traditional accounting practice yeah and, and and that has been like a step too far for some. So I suppose what I've learned is to really make sure they get the technology and want to be in the space we're in when we take them on. Yeah. Yeah. I was recently doing some work with a high growth firm. They've gone from um, just under two million to in excess of seven in uh, mm. in a, uh, just over a three year time frame. So, they, you know, they're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're growing quick and um, they've they see themselves as a technology company first an accountancy company second mm-hmm. or be it actually what really really matters is the same as your view which is customer care yeah um but actually it's the facilitation that the technology allows and mm-hmm. they like you are in this well where we're doing for some clients we're doing bookkeeping daily some we're doing it weekly and some we're it, it's it's not as regular as that um, mm-hmm. but ultimately as you move towards quarterly reporting if you're not uh, not processing things every week for every client you're going to come unstuck yeah. aren't you yeah and that's you know that that's got to be part of every firm's strategy to some degree is how do we get to a place where we've got um, up-to-date data on every client every week so that we can actually move yeah. towards advisory yeah and Maybe. the pain the pain will be getting the clients to do to do that but once you've got them in the habit you've again it's what i said earlier you've got greater stickiness you're talking to them quarterly yeah um you've got a reason for them to pay you by direct debit all our new clients that come on board Mm. direct debit it was our whole model from the start yeah um with acquisitions we've got to work on that and get people paying us monthly Mm. so that'll be a change for us and that will be one of the challenges we've got to overcome yeah um but it, it just leans towards our whole model of operating anyway mtd i think so uh, yes, it's it's interesting. We um, I, I used to use MTD as a uh, frightener when I went mm. into a firm of accountants and said, "Look, you've, this is unavoidable. It's a train coming your way. Mm. You know, you can stick your head in the sand if you want, but it's going to change the dynamics because ultimately, when it, it it lands fully, there's a mm. PL balance sheet and tax calc for every one of your limited companies. I know that's a, b- a bit further away, but it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hang on a second, that's got nothing on the pressure that's coming from your clients and will get stronger pressure from your clients over time towards, yeah, I want to access on my phone some business intelligence on my business. Mm-hmm. Not accounts data, something that helps me yeah. make decisions. Yeah. You know, I've got on-demand films and music and books and groceries and wine and shaving and cars, flights. So all I've got it on demand, but I, had, I can't see my business stats. I can't mm-hmm. see the business information that enables me to run my business better. Yeah. What's going on? You know, everyone yeah. else is caught up. What's, up. what's up with the accounting profession? Yeah. Um, and and that's the beauty of how we've operated to date. And for MTD, for the limited company clients, actually not a bother for us. We've got it. It's like, yeah. 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 So how, how many clients are you, uh, of your total number of clients? I'm I'm curious now about the total number of clients and the, and the total number of weekly up-to-date bank rep 
type clients you've got, Sean? What's the split? Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Um, I think probably about of our limited company clients because we don't tend to do the bookkeeping sure, sure, and sole sure. traders. You know, the, yeah. um, of our limited company clients, probably about fifty percent of them we do the bookkeeping for. So right. they'll be on daily or weekly. Um, bookkeeping and we'll have up-to-date information and we do management accounts for a significant proportion of those right so yeah. half of your limited companies you, you you've got them on weekly or daily bookkeeping anyway yeah yeah and if they're doing it themselves they're on zero or whatever anyway so they're yeah. doing it themselves yeah, yeah. And using dext or uh, mm. whatever yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 um so you, you you're miles down down the path already oh you? yeah I'm, I'm not phased about the limited companies we have a handful who are on manual records you know yeah. we're going to have some more when we do these acquisitions yeah but part of the reason we're doing the acquisitions is because the existing business owners don't want to deal with mtd and what's coming and we're in a position to do it so yeah make it easy for them yeah it's just like we're bulk onboarding a load of clients yes. for us yeah, yeah. Are, are you seeing any sort of shift from uh, your clients and new prospects coming in that their attitude towards can you please do more of this can you do the bookkeeping we don't want to do it have you got any sense that there's an appetite a greater appetite for you taking more of that workload from them I think we always got a lot of that anyway because it was how we marketed ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't seen a massive change. I think what has happened a little bit with COVID, um, there's a few businesses looking at their costs and looking to outsource the bookkeeping, whereas they maybe had someone in-house or were using a separate bookkeeper and they're seeing the value in actually one place. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. brilliant, brilliant. It's... it's, um, it's interesting, Sean. You know, I go from you know talking to a firm that's got 150 or 250 people, then I go into a yeah. firm who's got seven people, then we talk to a firm who's got 22, and you know some of the um, the, the challenges are similar, and some some are different. It seems that from the get go, you've gone right. This is a um, regular point of contact firm. Yeah. That that works best if we've got weekly bookkeeping, and yeah. therefore we can build a uh, high contact point business that just happens to be an accounting firm. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's putting the customer experience right at the centre of everything you do, yeah. isn't it? That's what's clear yeah. from the film. Um, marvelous, marvelous. So, what's the big opportunity? So, we've said like, what's the big challenge, or oh, there isn't one, uh, but maybe MTD. But that's not going to be really that big a deal because we've already got our systems and processes, and we're going to improve on an ongoing basis. So. You know, yeah. okay, we're going to adapt and we've got this constant change, constant improvement model built in. Because Gerber says, doesn't he, there's, there's this system, that system, this system. But the most important system is how you change it system, mm-hmm. uh, which is what you've clearly worked out as well. So that's uh, you've t- <laughs> clearly taken that to heart. Well done. Um, so what's the biggest opportunity, do you think, for the firm as you head towards two million turnover in less than five years? Um, new, new clients, growth. Um like we get, we're getting lots of inquiries still, it, even right. though we can't go out. We're not massively marketing at the moment. We haven't done a lot of development on the website. We're continually changing that. We yeah. haven't done a lot. It's steady new inquiries. So that opportunity is still there. There is more competition. We can't, we haven't got that advantage of we do zero, we're cloud yeah. anymore. Yeah. Everyone offers zero and cloud. Yeah. So what we've got to do is just shout louder about the massive experience we've got on it. And I think the website says that very clearly. So I think that that's still an opportunity for us. I think you've got that completely obvious. wrong. Do you? Well, go on I then. I don't think it's got anything. Marketing's got nothing to do with that. With um, what? 
Well, that, you know, we've got to shout louder that how good we are at this. Not just I, that we've got this. That, that, how do you mean? What? Well, if, I may have misheard what you've said, Charm, but it, it sounds yeah. as though you said, look, everyone's got cloud. Everyone's got uh, Zero or QuickBooks and Dex and so on. Yeah. So, but, but not everyone's using it to its, its best. So yeah. what we'll do is we'll put ourselves out there as being one of the best. Yeah, but not by just saying that. We're going to have to do it subtly, and I need to talk to the marketing team about best way of doing right. that. You can't. Okay. It, it, it's a bit like um, what did it, every boring sort of accountancy website say? We'll give we'll be, give you proactive advice. Blah blah blah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not very eloquent like this. I don't know sometimes how to put things into words. But we've so I just talked to my guy at the marketing company and talked to right. him. Right, this is what we've got to achieve. Yes. You need to work out how to do it for Tell us. To do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They'll, yeah. they'll probably come back with a very, very practical and sensible and on-the-button um, response. But what I find interesting yeah. is you go from one accountancy website to the next accountancy website to the next. Yeah. And um, who are they selling? Who's the hero of the piece on the website? Yeah. And it's typically the team or the accountants or the firm. You know, we're the hero. Yeah. We're the heroes, and we, you want customer stories correct. and customer to be, correct. yeah, yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. And that's how, do you, how do your client stories tell, yeah. you know, the audience, uh, your uh, guide, coach, Gandalf style character, uh, yeah. role in things, you know, so it's that that's, um, branded well, story piece, isn't it? So where we're doing the um, reviews with clients, and we're picking some each year to do. Um, testimonials as well sort of thing yeah um and we're picking a range of clients but we're also then using those on the website as well to have right. customer stories on there because I, I mean i said earlier we grow massively by referrals yes and that is the customer story that's your clients sorry um yeah. talking about you brilliant yeah it is and, yeah. It, and then it's just uh, right well if we go yes the client's the hero how do we best present their story becomes the um, the only real question that matters. And mm -hmm. then after that, how do we distribute this? How do we get it down and out there to, to, to everybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what I'm finding quite often now, because people are on cloud products already and on yeah. zero and stuff, they've done that bit. And that's what, not where we'll necessarily win them over other businesses because there's a lot of competition out there with it now. Yeah. But there's been so many poor implementations yeah. where they're on it, but they're not using it properly or the systems aren't interlinked. Yes. But it's quite hard to find those clients until they realise it's not going well no and start looking yeah. for a firm who they think's the expert. Yeah. And, They'll get a feel off the website, but they don't really get any confidence in that until they speak to you. Mm. I mean, we've got one um, at the moment who's come back to us where they chose someone else probably last August, September, yeah. a little bit based on price and locality. And I've had an email a week ago, can I have a chat with you? Yeah. And what he's got me to do, he's like, hmm. Yeah, he says, I don't think what I've done is quite right. The systems aren't quite gelling. Can you have a bit of a look at it for me? And yeah. I'm having a look and it's not been implemented properly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we've now got to go through, right, do you want to switch over? This is what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. But and, is, you, you just told very simply a really powerful story. And mm -hmm. it's how do we get that story on into your marketing pieces? And that that is where my marketing guy is really, really good. And uh, he'll sit down and talk to me. Yeah, he went, uh, I'll, I'll tell him what I want to achieve. Yeah. And he'll do it in the right yeah, way. Marvelous. Yeah, which marvelous. is where I know I am not a marketing expert. 
but you are because of the passion you've got in the business and the appreciation yeah, and understanding and of the customer's the view yeah. Yeah. is, yeah. Uh, you know, that, yeah. that, that makes you a marketer whether you like the label or not, Sean, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess if there's just one parting shot around this marketing piece is mm. um, the the stats suggest that the uh, of all the bandwidth that's used across the interweb, in excess of half of it is video. Mm-hmm. And yet, um, uh, how well is Inform using customer stories and video in such a way yeah. that, and it's in there lies some magic, I believe. And it's certainly yeah, worth yeah. investing time and money over the next few months to uh, uh, encapsulate our client stories. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And so does my marketing guy because he's right. gone on about video yeah. and webinars for a while. Right. But what Good keeps enough. happening to us is we keep planning it in. Then and we had, fast. yeah, going too fast and sort of I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want any more clients quite yet. So, yeah. you know, and I will turn it on and off like that because, yeah. like I've said, don't grow too fast. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as, as a firm, we could grow faster if we wanted to. We could get investment or we could choose to ramp it up. But I like my lifestyle as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it's that's important to consider. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we are we are looking at a program of webinars and things. But it's like it's it's time, and now we've got the acquisitions going on. Things keep getting put off, and at the yeah. moment we're doing just fine. So it's on anyway. the Trello board. It's just not. It's, yet. it's on it, it's on the board, and it's been there for quite a while, and <laughs> it keeps good. getting shifted. Very yeah. good, marvelous, marvelous. Yeah. Talk to your marketing guy about marketing from a recruitment perspective before client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't have a massive. Well, I suppose. Yeah, if we're looking for seniors, I really struggle with bringing good seniors in. But I don't know whether it's before. Maybe I was trying to do it on a bit too much of a shoestring sort of thing. And as we've got bigger now, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So can you see, you know, we just uh, you you agree with um, Mm. testimonials and case studies and Mm. videos of clients. Guess what? Just take that same process and go, right. I've, here's two people that have been with us from the beginning. What's their story captured on yeah. video? Here's yeah. someone who's only been with us for three months. This is their story. See, Sean, if someone walked in tomorrow and they were the perfect employee, even though you don't have a job for them, what would you do? Oh, take them on. You hire them. And then yeah. the following day, another one shows up. What would you do? Probably hire them and You'd go out and get some them. more clients and turn up there the marketing. Go. There you go. Yeah. Can you see? And so... I'd argue if you wanted to accelerate the two million in a shorter time frame, mm. there's one marketing job that's more important than all the other marketing jobs. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is the marketing job to win candidates. And so you just apply good marketing to winning new people. And yeah. and, and there you fix the biggest challenge facing every accounting firm we have ever worked with. Yeah. So long as it doesn't pull me away, because at the beginning you have to get involved a bit more with what's going on. And mm. I lo- I I don't like to work too long. Yeah. <laughs> And, and 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 you've got it absolutely yeah. taken on that one it's yeah. um it, it, uh, rule one of business is pay mm. yourself first oh god yeah but that's and, what i mean always with my million even i know it should be three hundred thousand plus it's yeah, not yeah. and i know why and i'm happy with what it is because it's affordable to me so yeah and it delivers yeah. you the lifestyle that you want yeah and, yeah. and that's one way of you paying yourself is in yeah. time not just yeah. in money and cap value and growth yeah and yeah. Uh, I think you're absolutely yeah. on the button yeah. there yeah, brilliant. So, Sean, we've we've had uh, I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you very much. Of, of all the things that we've touched on and covered, w- which ones made you refocus, or uh, which which aspect of the conversation has gone? Ah, oh, that that's more important than I thought, or that's of real value. Is there anything that stood out from our interaction today that you've gone, yeah, that's on the button. Let's deal with that and add that to the Trello board, or bring that Trello board up uh, up, up the pile. Uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> you've, you've had me you've had me thinking about my structure and whether I'm doing the right thing with the growth, but I'm constantly thinking about that at the moment. And I, right. like, I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. Right. I think it's interesting that I couldn't answer sort of, well, I, I haven't got a big challenge and I'm just thinking, am I missing something? Right. I don't think so. Okay. Well, on that one, there's yeah. um, what they say is if you've got uh, a crystal clear strategy, you know, you know, mm. you've got a vision as to where you're heading, you know mm. what your core purpose, what your stand for is, and you've got your values in place and you're acknowledging the technology trends and the trends towards advisory mm. and weekly, thanks to MTD or whatever, client pressure. Uh, strategy doesn't really work as well unless you have clarity over what the difficulties and issues and challenges the strategy has to help you overcome. Mm. And so there's a, there's, they say there's good strategy, bad strategy, and no strategy. Well, no strategy is probably, you know, you can stumble along and yeah. do okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's fine. Uh, bad strategy means usually you've not recognized the core challenges facing the business. Yeah. And so it's, um, it, if, if it stimulated that, I would, um, there's a, one, one of the best books on strategy ever. Um, is, the name escapes me, but I'll put it in the show notes of the podcast. Um, yeah. And, and I, well, I, I'm a big reader. So we, we pull, well, I put a, a, a sort of a, 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 a business breakthrough report together on it. So it's by the time you drink a cup of tea, you can have read what yeah. I think the, yeah. the, the insights. If you want, I'll, I'll share that with you. Um, it, it, it points that, yeah, we've got to work out what those, whether it be internal challenges or external. Yeah. You know, internal challenges, team systems, whatever, uh, external, um, Brexit, COVID, whatever, you know, uh, they're obvious, but maybe there's one or two others. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the key thing that holds most firms back is capacity mm -hmm. because it's very hard to recruit very good people. Yeah. yeah. And therefore, what's the system and process for marketing the firm to candidates never mind clients because what's the marketing job for candidates for new yeah. employees and and very rarely do firms invest enough time effort and energy in that piece um brilliant sean i really appreciate you uh investing your time in this uh it's been lovely uh to uh to to, to talk through things again with you i've enjoyed it so much last time which is why i wanted to pull you on the podcast thank you very very much thank you paul it's been lovely talking to you really enjoyed that thank you marvelous You'll find more valuable discussions with the leaders of ambitious accounting firms at humanisethenumbers.online. You can also sign up to be notified each time a new podcast is made available. This podcast series, Humanise the Numbers, has been made possible thanks to the support of our sponsors, My Work Papers, Advanced Track, Citago and VFD Pro. Visit humanisethenumbers.online Click the logo of each sponsor and you'll hear what our podcast interviewees have to say about the sponsor's services.